0: and you can get an extra three months free, expressvpn.com slash slash film. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, February 4th, 2021. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm the senior writer at SlashFilm.com, and it's just me on today's episode because this is a shorter-than-normal episode. This is just going to be me presenting a couple of interviews that I did recently with uh, WandaVision head writer slash showrunner Jack Schaefer and a separate conversation, a brief conversation, with WandaVision actor Randall Park, who plays FBI agent Jimmy Woo on that show. In the wake of last Friday's episode of WandaVision, which is the fourth episode of the show, uh, which is currently airing on Disney+. Plus. I had a chance to virtually sit down with these folks and talk to them a little bit about the series, and uh, yeah, let, let's just go ahead and, and dive right in, shall we? So the first interview that you will hear is my conversation with uh, Jack Schaefer, who, like I mentioned, is the head writer of the show, And we talk a little bit about how she was able to put her personal stamp on this series, um, the sort of uh, mechanics of how the blip was depicted in the fourth episode of the series versus how it has been depicted previously in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, some red herring stuff, um, a couple of nerdy questions, and a little bit more. So here is my conversation with Jack Schaefer. Hi, Jack. Are you there? I am. Hi. Hi. Thank you for speaking with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, so I'm always interested in how people working inside Marvel are able to put their own stamp on these big projects. So what is it about WandaVision that makes it personal to you and your vision for the show?
1: Oh, my gosh. I Believe it or not, I've never gotten that question. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, gosh, what makes it personal to me? Well, you know, I, um, I love comedy. I love sitcoms. I also like really weird stuff. I love Lost, I love Twilight Zone, I love Amazing Stories, I love Hitchcock. Um, and so I think, you know, that's what's personal to me is the the sort of forced cohabitation of mm-hmm. these different tones. Um, it was always, my early career was sort of hard to find my place. A lot of the stuff that I wrote, um, didn't land squarely in any one category. Um, and so I really, I think that's what, um, clicked for me about this idea and what was, what kept my energy going throughout, you know, the last two years was mm-hmm. just how cool all of those things are if you, if you serve them all in the same plate.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, We saw people return from the blip in Spider-Man Far From Home when a band member gets hit in the head with a basketball after being blipped back into the middle of the game. And uh, the way that you chose to show uh, Monica Rambo's return in WandaVision was much more gradual. I'm wondering if there were any sort of discussions had about like the differences in the depictions of people returning from the snap.
1: Yeah, there there were a lot of discussions um, and, you know, there was... There, we wanted there to be, and Marvel wanted there to be a cohesiveness to to the visuals and to the phenomena. Um, but you know, also this is, you know, this is its own show, and and um, the tone of our um, sequence is obviously very different, and the location is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was an opportunity um, in in small ways to to be um, separate. Um, yeah, that's what I will say.
0: Cool. Uh, I know you've probably been asked a lot about the Nick at night inspirations for the various sitcom eras, but did you take any inspirations from any movies or TV shows when it comes to the sort of outside of the bubble storytelling for the rest of the series?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so in terms of like, you know, the, um, the pop-up base and, and, um, the sword of it in, um, in episode four, um, yeah, we had, you know, a lot of touchstones like Arrival was one of them. Um, we, um, the, the sort of, the shows that, the current shows that kind of like, take you to unexpected places, um, things like, um, you know, Russian Doll was an influence. That was actually, that came out once we were writing, but episode four of Russian Doll totally flips the script right um it's it's a totally different deal and that blew my hair straight back i was so dazzled by that um and so so there were some influences like that where it's where it was sort of like structural um within a season big big structural shifts
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple of uh, like super granular nerdy questions for you so how do the television broadcasts work to Darcy and Jimmy it looks like they're not seeing exactly the same thing that we the audience are seeing but they're seeing maybe like are they seeing additional episodes are there reruns playing constantly until they see a new episode do they just see static between what what's going on there
1: (laughs) Um, there are additional episodes they they're they're seeing additional episodes yeah
0: Okay. And then why did you decide to change what sword stands for in the show versus what it stood for in the comics?
1: Um, that is a, a decision that has to do with, with larger story.
0: Oh, ah, okay. All right. Good tease there. Let's see. Uh, what was the other nerdy question? Um, well, most of these are nerdy uh, as the show sort of moves through the decades and you start approximating more modern styles of TV Can you tell me if we might see a significantly longer episode at some point this season, maybe even one that like reaches an hour or more?
1: Um, I'm, I can't speak to runtime. I love it when I can just shut down a question because it's a directive (laughs) that I've been given. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Um, I've heard you talk about, uh, before you got this job, there are already some existing ideas for the basic premise of Wanda and Vision being in a TV show and ideas for a cool fume, uh, few moments that could happen along the way but that there was no cohesive vision for the series was writing black widow similar in terms of having to sort of like reverse engineer a narrative to fit a few pre-existing beats like that
1: um, um no the, the process there um, was different there was a little bit more um, finding the story on widow and then and then you know two other very talented writers um, picked that up and continued on um, No, um, but WandaVision was different in that um, there was, there was a lot that was, that was, there was a lot of meat already on the bone with the idea. And then the pitch that I brought in, um, the the sort of larger story of it is, is what we um, took into the writer's room and enhanced.
0: Mm-hmm. You must have known that people were going to be applying truly ridiculous levels of analysis to every frame of this show. And, and you and your team did such a great job putting so much care and thought into every little detail that you see in the background. But you probably know that like when the first season of uh, Westworld came out, for example, people on Reddit figured out a big twist, you know, a week into the season. Did you guys put any specific effort into, um, I don't know, deliberately misleading people with some of those little background clues in an attempt to sort of preserve the larger surprise of what you guys have planned here?
1: Um, well, first of all, I didn't anticipate this. I have to say, um, maybe that was naive of me. Um, I think also because at the time, at the very beginning of the process, how the episodes would roll out was a bit of a question. Mm -hmm. Um, so it it wasn't a guarantee that it was going to be week to week. So, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't anticipate this level of fervor. Um, also you know, the order at which we came out, like I, I, the sort of, if I can say it, like the sensation that it's become um, is wonderful, but I'm I'm a little overwhelmed by it, um, and I also, of course, didn't anticipate the pandemic, and I didn't anticipate like the the the, you know, the intense desire for content. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not on social media myself. So I, I am only just learning about, (laughs) um, the incredibly dedicated people online who, who pour over everything. So I, that's all to say that like this, this was a surprise to me and it has been like just a delight and an adventure. Um, and then to, to your, so I didn't expect some of, some of the theories. um, but the we, you know, there are red herrings. Yeah. That, the, but that's any, any good storytelling has red herrings.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking just a second ago about like, you weren't sure that it was going to be rolled out week to week. Did, was the show um, I guess more specifically designed to be released in chunks and then, you know, whatever sort of happened happened with the release schedule getting shifted around or like how is it uh, designed or pitched in the beginning to be. Yeah.
1: It wasn't, it wasn't designed or pitched with any marketing or release strategy in mind at all. Um, mm-hmm. The agenda was make every episode awesome.
0: Okay, and then I think I have time for one more question. And that is, um, just now looking back on the experience of making the show, what is the thing that you're the most proud of about it?
1: I, I think that the, that for a lot of people, that the risk of doing a, a sitcom in the in the MCU paid off. Um, that people showed up for it and laughed and felt connected and have continued watching yeah that would be it
0: cool all right thanks jack i appreciate
1: your time thank you so much ben
0: all right hopefully you all enjoyed that and now here is my conversation with randall park who I feel like was a little bit more uh, muzzled and you'll probably hear that in some of his responses to these questions. He wasn't allowed to say too much, but his Jimmy Woo character returned in fine form uh, in the fourth episode of WandaVision. So here is my quick conversation with Randall Park. So uh, when you were first asked to join this show, what did Jack Schaefer have to say about Jimmy Woo's role in the overarching story that's being told across these episodes?
2: Um. Well, she, uh, gosh, trying to think back uh, we, we met in a conference room at Marvel and she first, the first thing she did was break down the, the, the arc of the series. And I was just so blown away by that uh, alone that I, I think I couldn't hear anything else because I was <laughs> so like, this is so incredible. I can't believe I get to be a part of it. But, but one thing we did talk about was, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, He's the same Jimmy that that we met in Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, but he he's also you know he he's he he's going to be really really focused here and 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 going to be really good at his job and he's gonna he's gonna do his best to to figure out what's going on uh, here in Westview uh, with his team and that and that there is going to be a you know a particular focus to his character that we hadn't seen in in, in the earlier movie.
0: It's clear that Jimmy has been studying sleight of hand since we saw him last. But what other skills has he developed since
2: Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, you know, uh, my my guess is he's been working at it hard. He's been working at uh, a, a, a bunch of magic tricks, pretty hard. Uh, uh, but but I think that one that he does in the in, in his introduction in WandaVision, is that that's that's the that's that's the one he's mastered completely. Uh, yeah. so, so he's eager to 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 pull out that card. <laughs>
0: um, have you been told if your character disappeared during the snap, or if he, if he was uh,
2: one of the people who was left behind? Uh, no, you know, I I, I did ask uh, some people about that, and I've gotten kind of uh, I haven't gotten a clear answer on that. You know, uh, interesting. Okay, yeah, my guess is though, my, my I mean, my it's just a theory, but my guess is that he he didn't disappear in the snap you know, cause he had to, he had to work on his magic tricks. You know? Yeah.
0: That's what we were thinking too. Um, <laughs> did you have to brush up on any sitcoms yourself to get inspiration for your work in the show? Maybe something from like the
2: eighties, nineties or 2000s? And, you know, I didn't, but, uh, I, I didn't have to cause I was just already, already such a fan of sitcoms and, and, uh, just kind of it, 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 it you know these sitcoms are embedded in my being because i was mm-hmm. practically raised by them so so i didn't have to do too much re- research i just kind of i knew them you know yeah do we see jimmy in in sitcom form on here oh you're good you're good <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll just say I, I i don't know i don't know you got to keep
0: watching Okay, um, I know that Elizabeth Olsen is going to show up in Doctor Strange too. Are we going to see
2: you in in that movie as well? Oh, uh, you know, again, I I'm okay, going to have to watch. But no uh, problem, no problem. Had to ask. I have, I, have, I do have a bad memory. So. <laughs>
0: Um, the, the last question I have for you is the, the way that your character was analyzing the previous episodes of the show is similar to the way that hardcore fans have poured over you know, the yeah. same episodes yeah. looking for clues. Did you and Matt Shackman have any conversations about like, finding the,
2: the right tone for those moments? Um, not really, but I think from, from the beginning, uh, you know, Jimmy Wu and Darcy and Monica w- was always going to represent the audience. And and I think that uh, you know the the questions that the audience had from the, the first three episodes were the same questions that our character uh, had, and, and and I think that uh, because of that, yeah, there 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 is this kind of special connection between those three characters and, and the audience, and and um uh and I think that uh, that's really cool because you know they, I we I, I feel or I watching it I feel that Jimmy is like yeah, a part of the audience, you know, just watching and trying to figure it out. Uh, uh, So, yeah, yeah, I think that was by design. Cool. Well, congrats on the show and thank you for speaking with me. I appreciate
0: it. Thanks, Ben. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Slash Film Daily. We will be back tomorrow with a deep dive into the next episode of WandaVision. And if you would like to read these interviews or send them around to your friends or do whatever you want with them, you can find the links to the written versions in the show notes. Uh, I encourage you all to visit SlashFilm.com. Again, we have so much good Sundance coverage that is up. There there are tons of reviews there for lots of high-profile things that you will definitely be hearing about as this year rolls out. And yes, I encourage you, in general, just to go and visit SlashFilm.com, just see all the stuff that we've got going on there. There's a, a bunch of things that are published every day. Just like Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics, hint, hint, to us at peter at slashfilm.com. Please leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. I don't even know if iTunes technically exists anymore, but whatever that program is, if if you could rate and review us there, I would really appreciate it. That would help us out a lot. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.